It wasn't that Prophet would give a shit about Lansing, but he didn't want that on Tom's conscience, dogging him for the rest of his life. Then again, even though Tom's eyes had been turbulent, the rest of his facade had been calm, really in control. He'd come a long way in nine months. They both had, although Prophet thought he was actually going backwards. He hadn't turned the radio on, and when he didn't hear the jangle of dog tags, he automatically looked around the car's floor for them. To most, the sound they made wouldn't register, but to him, every clink was a thudding echo. It took him a few seconds to remember that he wasn't in his blazer, but in an old Land Rover. Tom had noticed the tags, Prophet knew that. Hell, maybe he'd even picked them up and looked at them. When he borrowed the car, maybe he'd looked through the glove compartment and found the old registration that showed his name and John's. But maybe he hadn't. At this point, Prophet kept all of it like it was some kind of spell, a way to lure John back out into the open. The past months had a slowed-down feeling, a relentless pattern to them, as if they all, he and Tommy, Mal, Wren, and King, and Hook, knew they were simply biding their time. Their lives were on a collision course with change. Again. In the past, that couldn't have come fast enough. At this point, knowing what that end might entail caused them all to slow their roll just slightly. Latest intel isn't good, Wren had reported last night to Prophet in his typical understated drawl. Wren's not good meant things were close to DEFCOM 1. Apparently, there was chatter. And while that was nothing new, this was some significant shit concerning Sadiq. And so, yes, Prophet had known with as much certainty as possible that Lansing would follow him. Because Lansing believed he and John were in on this together, so any significant chatter about John being anywhere in Africa, coupled with Prophet leaving the country, would catch Lansing's interest. And ironically, Prophet was here to help LT, who'd gotten him involved in rescuing and guarding specialists in the first place. Hold it together, Tommy, he said out loud, willing Tom to listen, even though he wasn't there, and for far more than the sake of the damned plan. He was well aware that their relationship would be affected by what Tom was doing right now, by what Prophet had kept from him, because Lansing was going to lay shit out that sounded seductively true, and he needed Tom not to falter in his trust. If Tom did... Prophet would be forced to keep him out of the plan to stop John once and for all. When he got to LT's hotel and texted him so he didn't get shot making his entrance, LT greeted him with, You're early. Want me to sleep outside? Prophet couldn't keep the irritation out of his voice. You said you were bringing help. And you said you wouldn't let Dean do this anymore without several bodyguards just for him and more for the surrounding area. LT's expression hardened. You think I don't feel guilty enough? I don't know what the hell you feel, Prophet muttered. Hours later, his knuckles bruised, Tom left Lansing tied to the sink in the locked bathroom, gagged and bloodied. He might be able to get out of the bathroom in a few hours, but it would take him days before he could do anything other than get to safety. The broken ribs alone would ensure that. Sometimes the pent-up violence living inside him could do a world of good. The fact that he'd stopped Prophet from unleashing his own violence, the fact that Tom had controlled himself enough to pull back, well, he learned. 
He'd also learned that the CIA wired their trucks, even the rented ones, so he drove Lansing's about ten miles up the road to another hotel, so it looked like maybe he was following profit somewhere. From there, Tom borrowed another truck, and with his weapons tucked in around him, made the several hours drive to LT's hotel. Their rental car from the airport wasn't here, but he assumed Prof had gotten rid of it. He parked several structures down and walked through the dusk. Two quick knocks, and Prophet was opening the door, letting him in, checking him over, and cursing. I'm okay, he said. Prophet shook his head, but didn't disagree. He put a hand to Tom's cheek, pressed his lips together so Tom assured him, We're okay. Finally, Prophet nodded. From behind him, Tom heard the clearing of a throat, but Prophet didn't drop his hand, not even when someone said, You must be Tom. Tom turned, and Prophet's hand...